the Bible, the Bible makes us understand that there is a time to do everything under the surface of the earth, under the surface of the heavens. And it makes us understand that there's a time to be born, a time to die, and a time to plant, and a time toward harvest. After being able to go through the first stage of being born into this world and dying to the, the old nature and allowing Christ to take over your life, according to Colossians chapter 3, it says, For ye are dead, and Christ is living. That is to say that the old nature, if your name is Samuel, Samuel is dead, and now it is Christ that is living. So that is to say that if the old Samuel was linked to any family altar, by reasoning of accepting Christ and letting Christ be the Lord and Master over your life, you are disconnected from that altar. And Christ has become the new altar that you stand upon. And the Bible says that for you have been what? Placed or you are sitting far beyond principalities, powers, dominions, thrones. It means all kinds of negative things. You are beyond them because you are in a higher realm because of Christ. And the Bible says something that Christ Jesus is seated at the right hand side of God. So that is to say, if Christ is seated at the right hand side of God, the Bible says that the right hand of God is power. It says, I will uphold you according to Isaiah. I will uphold you. I will lift you up with my righteous right hand. That is to say, the right hand, that is Christ Jesus, will uphold you. And if it's Christ that's living in you, and it's not you that is living, it is to say that whatever you are doing, it has to be what upheld up high because of the kingdom. That is why I am. Um, perfectly in all agreement with the word of God that says, let the weak say I am strong. Because at the right hand side of God is what? Ability to uphold. So if you are weak, you have to say, I am strong. You have to uplift yourself. That it says, the righteous will fall. When they fall, they will rise up because there's an upliftment. Because the nature that is in us doesn't tolerate us to be down there. Say, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So the Bible is saying that it is our time to die, dying to self daily, opens up that chapter for you to experience the way life continually. But if we fail to live a life that is a life of sacrifice, a holy living sacrifice of ourselves, to God, we do not come to a point where we become useful because the enemy blocks those things and the enemy starts to plant certain things. And yesterday I was talking about the time to plant. And today we are building upon it the time to harvest. So let me digress a little bit. Whenever that we fail to move in accordance to the will of God or the will of the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit instructs us, that is where sin comes in. And from Genesis, when sin came in, certain things were planted in, um, in place of the glory of God, in place of 
the spirit of God. So when, when, when sin came in, fear was planted. You see, when failure to die to self continually and allowing God to speak in our life was done, fear was introduced, pain, torture, stress, and those things were introduced. That is why Jesus said in Matthew 13, whilst men slept, whilst men were spiritually dead to the voice of God, the enemy came to sow tests, you see. But how can we take away the test? By continually dying to self. So when you go through the time of dying to self, dying to your, your life, that is where the Holy Spirit gives you that insight. So you pick up the word of God, which is the seed. According to Matthew, the Bible says that a sower went out to sow seeds. So your word is what you plant in your life. So you look at yourself, you said, okay, I am going through this problem. Where in his work can you find that seed that solves that problem? That is why Jesus said that give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread. In other words, our daily seed that we will sow. So the word of God, you have to take the word of God every single day. It is like um, what they call the COVID shot, the booster shot to help improve the, the vaccine within your body. So you need to keep the word of God. And it's the word of God that makes your life fruitful, prosperous. In this time that we are in, especially in this decade, spiritually, the enemy is making the structures very, very, very hard. And it makes it very difficult for a believer to go without a word. The times are changing where you could go a week without, I mean, praying, without reading the word and you'll be okay. Now there are all sort of wickedness out there. It's just the arrow that flies by day, the terror that moves at night. These things have become very, 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 very critical. And now than ever, with a numerous research, with numerous inventions, betterment of, I mean, life, this is the time, the generation where depression is at its peak. During COVID, people were depressed. During the lockdown, people were depressed. People were committing suicide. People were losing their job. It is a dark time. But the Bible makes us understand that when deep darkness, Isaiah chapter 60, covers the people, the Lord shall arise upon his people and he will be a light. So how do you receive the light of God? It is through his word. His word is a light. It's a light into you. So the entrance of your word brings light. So every single day, try at least a verse a day. You meditate upon it. You pray with it. You thank God. You go about your normal activity. The next day, you pick another verse. The next day, you continue. As you are doing it, the capacity within you is increasing within that time. And the vision that God has given you, you are building a momentum. And eventually, once you grow your word, once you grow the light, you master that courage and you release that word. And the Bible says that if you have faith like a what? A master seed. 
you will speak to that mountain. There are a lot of mountains in our life, but we need to receive that word. We need to plant that faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It's a continuous effort, a continuous practice, a continuous diligent act that we need to do. We are diligent with the work that we do. When it's time, about 30 minutes to time, we try as much as possible to catch the bus, the train, I mean, um, get an Uber or boat, whatever it is, to get to our destination. We are consistent with that because we know that that is bringing income into our life. We are committed to going to our lectures early because that is something that is going to earn you something. That is your certificate. That is your credit score. But why is it that when it comes to the things that help us to dominate as believers, things that will help your spirit to grow, things that will allow you to become who you are, we are not consistent. For us to be able to enjoy the harvest, we have to plant. The Bible says there's a time to plant. Then, after planting, Whenever a farmer goes out and plants a seed, the seed dies, it goes through the process of time. And after that, it comes out. And what he does or she does is to put on water, to water it with a word, with belief, with seed, with worship, with service, with expectancy, with hope, keeping on, consistency. You plant it, you keep on going. You plant it. Yesterday we learned that there are different stages. It's a place where I think the, the farmer was going and some fell on a good ground, some fell on a tony. You see, before I got to the, the good ground, there had been a lot of, I mean, planting. See, you plant a seed of prayer. Prayer doesn't work. Plant the seed of what? Um, faith. I mean, you sow a seed of faith. If it doesn't work, plant a seed of thanksgiving. If it doesn't work, plant a seed of praise. If it doesn't work, plant a seed of intercession, interceding for another. The Bible says the moment Job interceded for his friends, the Lord turned his what? His, 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 his situation around. The Bible says that whatever a man sows, he shall reap. So whatever you are, you are constantly sowing, that is what got this momentum and it pushes you into your time of harvest. Between the time of planting and the time of harvest, there's a lot of things that happens. So there's a scripture that I want us to focus on. It's a wonderful story talking about Elijah, the prophet that prayed that there should be no rain. And the Bible says that he did so. But after that, there was drought, there was famine. And the Lord Almighty, you see, anytime you move with God, anytime you are in a secret place of God, God can test for you. He said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And the Lord will be with refuge. That is to say that if the world is going through an economic recession, if the world is going through hardship, because you are in his secret place, he will shield you from these things that the world goes through. Because in the kingdom, 
All you have to do is seek the righteousness and everything is added. So your the righteousness is being in his presence, in a secret place, seeking it every day, dying to self every day. As you are doing what you are supposed to be doing as a child of God, God also kept us. What Adam was supposed to do was to tend to the things in the garden. Before Adam came in, in Genesis chapter 1 down to chapter 3, the Bible says God had already provided everything. And Adam came into the secret place in Eden to stay there. Okay. So our work is to continually plant, serve, do what we are supposed to do. So Elijah did that and he was doing whatever he was supposed to do. And when a drought came, the Bible said that Elijah was called forth and he went to a place. And the Bible says that that which that no one had ever done or seen, that ravens will feed a man. In the morning, they will bring food, manna, and there's brook, he will be drinking it. And it got to a point that that source of blessing had to what? End. Representing what we were saying yesterday, that there's a stage where you deal with birds. You sow, you deal with birds. There's a stage where you deal with, I mean, the stony ground. There's a stage where you deal with thorns. There's a place where you deal with the sun, the scorching sun. And it's a place you come to, you enjoy a good ground where you reproduce hundredfold, where you produce a sixtyfold. So let us read something from First um, Kings chapter 17, verse 7 to 15, and let us touch on something. The Bible says, some time later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. That is before um, the word came. Then the word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah, verse 9, saying, Go to go at once to Zarephath in a region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Know that. See, the word of the Lord came to Elijah at the time that the brook had dried. So if you stay in the presence of the Lord, if you are constantly in his presence, doing what he's supposed to do, interceding, praying, living holy, allowing the Holy Spirit to direct your path. Whenever there's a need, God will give you a word. God will give you a direction. The Holy Spirit is your counselor, is your helper. And Jesus said, I will not leave you as an orphan. That is to say, I will be your father, your mother, the Holy Spirit. That is the work of the Holy Spirit to guide you to be your father, your mother, whatever you need. And the word of God came to the prophets and they said, go to Zarephath in a region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you. That is to say that whenever there's lack, there's provision. God is Jehovah Jireh. He provides for those who are in his presence. He will provide for you. As you seek him, he will provide. And the Bible says, verse 10, so he went to Zarephath when he had come to the town gate. A widow was there gathering sticks. Note it. A widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar that I may drink? 
you realize that when he heard the word, God said, I have what? Commanded or directed. The version says, I have directed a widow. You see, I've always been saying that there are kingdom principles that runs through the Bible. I've, I've analyzed it over and over. All the time you find time, you find an entity that is either God or man or a vessel. Time, vessel. You find action, whatever that has to be done. And you find results. Okay. So in this um, situation, he said a particular time the woman came and a particular time the word of the Lord came to what? Elijah. And a particular time Elijah had to go to the town gate. And I have to add another one, location. So at that time, he went to that location at that time. And the Bible says that there was an action. The woman also came there and the woman was gathering sticks. Um, some theologians and some Bible scholars are saying the sticks there represents the word of God. Gathering the word of God. But I'm not going to go there. I want to focus on something else. And the Bible says in the verse 11, as she was going to get it, that's the water that the prophet requested, he called and he said, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. Note what happens in verse 12. As surely as the Lord leaves, she replied, I don't have any bread only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jar. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that he, that we may eat it and die. So the state of the woman, the widow, a woman without a husband. And in the ancient times, the widows, they are very, I mean, I mean, they don't have anyone to help. In those times, I believe that it was the men that was doing a lot of things. Not like how that now things have changed and women are, I mean, forcefully helping men. I mean, there's a cohabitant. That time, it was a bit different. He said, we are going to eat what we have and die. They were at their point where they had no hope. But look at what God asked through the servant of God. He said, give me water. Give me bread. When Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus also asked the woman. He knew the woman didn't have a husband. He didn't have anything. And even to come to the well at that time. He said, give me water. Draw water and give it to me. And the woman said, um, you have to draw your own thing. But the woman did not perceive until Jesus reveals certain things. The Bible says, blessed are they that do not see, but they believe. I'm trying to paint a picture. Whenever God has a harvest, he requires you to plant. Whatever God asks you to plant, there's a harvest in mind. The Bible says that Cain and Abel had to plant or had to give unto God. 
And out of the given, there was a reward. Whatever that you do, there is a reward. Good, bad, evil, there is a reward. Whatever you give in prayer, there is a reward that comes. Whatever you do in sin, there is a reward that comes. As a harvest that comes. And the Bible makes us understand that the woman did it. She had her last. What to eat and die. I want you to note, he said, what we are going to eat and die. When I was talking about the time to die, I said, there is a point where you have to continually come to a point you are tired of yourself. You are tired of your own nature. That you want to die to that nature. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, they overcame by the blood because they do not what like their life unto death. They forgot about everything. They did not think about what people would say. I mean, it is not the matter. If I die, I die. Anyone who said, if I die, I die, actually doesn't die or did not die. Esther said the same thing. If we perish, we perish. She fasted for three days. That is to die to the self for three days. And at the end, life came forth because Mordecai and the entire civilization of Israel were saved. So we need this um, spiritual exercise whenever you fast, whenever you do anything that has to do with God, that has to kill the flesh, that has to kill the carnal Adamic nature. The life of God is what always renewed in you. It's always renewed in you. And the Bible says, verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make me a small loaf of bread for me for what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and for your God and for your son. Notice, he said, make something for me first. God wants you to make him first in your life. If you place God first in your life, there's nothing God will not give to you first. Make God your priority. Tight to God. Tight to God. The Bible says that, and God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and he rested on the seventh. I believe it's a tight he took for himself. That is why he said in Malachi chapter 3, you have robbed me. So tight, every single thing, every single thing, every single thing, God requires a portion. On earth, God has his tight, that is Israel. He took Israel out of the multitude. He said, Israel is mine. In the world, God took Christians. He took us because of Christ as his tight. So God is going to call his tight to him. That is why early in the morning when you wake up, you should have a sight for God. Your quiet time. You plant that. You pray. You spend a time sowing into your day. Praying, reading the word to feed your spirit for that day. And whatever that you do, it reflects. It reflects. I quite remember there were days where I, 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 I stepped out without praying and I went through a lot of stress. And I believe that if I had committed my day 
if I've given God his tithe, I normally give God two hours and 30 minutes. That is to me, approximately 45 minutes, but I make it 30 minutes. To God, that God, this is the day I am giving to you. Take me through. And you realize that everything is sound. Everything is perfect. In a week, you take a day off. You go to church. But now, the systems of the world, now the system of the world is preventing a lot of believers from planting or giving unto God what is for God. So you make it so hard that when you give, like, why am I giving to God? Hey, this money is too big. Why am I going to church? Hey, I have, I have time. I have time to do, I, I have to go and do something. I have to go and do laundry. I have to go and do this. And the enemy is so wise that he will try to make it look as if you are going to die if you don't do it. But when we sit down to watch Netflix, to watch YouTube, I mean, to watch movies, to talk with friends, to chat, if we sit down and we calculate that time, it is more than the time that we spend in the presence of God. And that is a big problem. And in investment, whatever you invest is what you are, the benefits you replicate, what you get. So if you invest a thousand and um, the, the, the rate at which is going is 30% of the thousand, it means you're going to get the 30% of that. The higher the money, the higher what? The, the interest. Likewise, spiritually, the higher your investment with God, the higher your what? Your produce. So I wasn't surprised that, I mean, the person who had five, I mean, he had a lot, so he had to produce more. There's this saying that to whom much is what given, much is what expected. You are fortunate. You are fortunate. There are other people who don't have the ability to even come and pray, to even hear the word. But for some reason, they are making it. That is to say that you just need to invest time with God and God will make a way in the dry place. God will make the crooked place straight if you plant, if you give him what is due God. And anytime it comes to planting, we are afraid because it is outside our what our scope. It is outside our logic. The human mind cannot appreciate the fact that we are doing that. We would like to think about it. We would like to reason it out that I have thousand. Whether it's a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds, a thousand euros, thousand cities, a thousand yen, whatever it is, I have a thousand. And I'm giving God a hundred of the thousand. I have a rent that is 600. I mean, I cannot live on the remainder. So, I mean, I will take the, the hundred. I mean, I'll just do things just to, I mean, get things done. And the fear of if I do that. I mean, you wake up in the morning, there's more time to pray. You said, no, if I pray right now, I'll be late. So I have to rush. And you go on and the cycle keeps on piling up. We are afraid of, I mean, what will happen? The fear of tomorrow. But the Bible says that the woman overlooked it, overlooked everything and said, I mean, after I'm going to die anyways. In a situation I'm in, I mean, I'm going to die anyway. So why don't I want to do what the man of God is saying? What God in a way is speaking to me. And verse 14, look at what happened. For this is what the Lord, God 
of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jar of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord, until the Lord will rain what? Will rain on the land. That is to say, the moment she decided to what sow, the moment she decided to do it, purposed in her heart, the Lord answered and gave a word. Verse 15, let's look at what 15 says. She went away. You see, the word of the Lord came while she was there. She purposed, she said. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. She did it as the word came. So there was food every day for Elijah. Note that there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Verse 16, for the jar of flour and the jar of oil did not what? Run dry. In keeping with the word of God spoken by Elijah. Spoken by Elijah, the word was spoken. You have to plant seeds of the word. Speak the word. Continually to speak the word. Don't be afraid. Come to a point you realize that it is my harvest time. It is my time of harvest. I need to continually sow in. Sow in all kinds of ways. Prayer, fasting, service in the house of God. Sow into the life of the, the church, the ministers of God. I mean, interceding, praising, worship, going through everything. Keep on sowing. Keep on planting. And God will honor it. And the Bible says that there was no lack. The woman did not lack. The woman did not lack. She became blessed because of the word of God that was spoken. That is to say, there is life and death on our tongue. Whatever we want to eat of it, we have to what, speak. So in your situation, if you are having any form of diagnosis from the doctor, the Bible says, whose report will you believe? You are in a kingdom purchased by Christ Jesus. He is your master. Whose report do you believe? Pick up the word of God and said, by his stripes I am healed. The doctor says that I have COVID. The doctor says that I'm, I'm, I'm having cancer. I'm in the last stage of cancer and I have about five weeks to live. But the word of God says that Christ came that I might live. Christ came that I will what? Not die. Whatever the word of God says concerning, I believe it. You hold on to what you start praying it. The symptoms might intensify. You start praying it. You start declaring it. You start declaring it. You start acting on faith. You take an action because the woman did not stay there. The woman went on to go and do what the prophet said. Hallelujah. I believe it is our time of harvest. And for us to enjoy our time of harvest, we need to go through this process. We need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. I believe if the woman did not come to the gate, she would have died that day. But the moment she was able to come to a point where I am not going to stay in a room, I'm going to take a step of faith out because God is directing me. There are certain times where God speaks to our heart as Christians through his word, but we fail to hear because we are too busy 
with the world. Focus on our work. Focus on the outer voice. Whereas there's an inner voice, the Holy Spirit in us, directing our path. And that can be only done when we plant the word daily. He said the word of the Lord is what? A lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. That is to say, the more you have the word, the more your life becomes what? Clearer. Your vision becomes clearer for you to see because there's darkness around. In this world, there's darkness because of this God of this world. In this next decade, in the times that we are in, darkness is going to be evident. But one thing that's going to be evident is the children of God. Because this is the time for the children of God, the sons and daughters of God to manifest. And creation is waiting. As we manifest, we say we will die to ourselves daily. When we say we will hear the word of God daily and speak the word of God daily and act on the word of God daily, that is where the revival comes in and we have a bounty harvest. So Jesus said, the what? The laborers are few. So we have to hurry up because the time is ticking. The time is ticking. And the enemy knows. So the enemy is trying as much as possible to reap where he had not sown. To take the elect. He said, if the time is not made short, even the elect will stumble and fall. The time is very near. And the harvest is also big. So tonight, I want you to come to a point and understand that it is your harvest. But if your harvest, you can enjoy and partake of your harvest. One, you need to die to self. Two, you need to have the word of God in you. Three, you have to have the Holy Spirit directing you. Every step that you take, the Holy Spirit will direct you. Four, do not be afraid. Five, act on the word of God. And so, and the next one will be the harvest. God bless you and may God give you that testimony. In Jesus' name I pray.